Coming to you live from Hell Entertainment Studios. Center Sundays. With your hosts, Diggs and A Grace. Never tell me I can't be what I want The come up was so clean and bitch I came here from the mud 856 I can't forget where I was raised and where I get love You hopping on that stage you ain't saying shit get unplugged Okay my peace ain't seen me lately I've been trying to change the game baby Work on my shit and stay legit make a name lately They say I changed maybe that's just how the game made me Another day another death trying to maintain lately Let's do it stay moving book the show and I'ma prove it They talking shit but my skull is thick you can't get through it no Only time you pulling cards is Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh you underground, but you all commercial like the Super Bowl. I can't act a fool, ain't close to being stupid though. I lost some friends, I lost my mind, and I ain't losing hope. Yeah, you know who I do it for. Got a voice, and I'ma use it. Ain't got a choice. Make a lot of noise straight to your phone from the studio. Let's go. Welcome to Illville. Coming soon. Get your pre-order on. MNEstore.com. I be gone with the wind, gone with the wind, gone, gone with the wind. I be gone with the wind, gone with the wind, gone, gone with the wind. I be gone with the wind, gone with the wind, gone, gone with the wind. I be gone with the wind. Crying mode, homie, check the lingo if I say it, it's final. Ain't a killer, but we playing in a game of survival. They be hating what I'm making, and I'm taking the high road. You in the set, I'm the pesticide. What the fuck do you know yeah. about Gibby Stites? <laughs> You're gonna know about him later on tonight. What's up, everybody? I'm Diggs. I'm Ashley. We are fucking back, Sinner We're Sundays. Back. It's been some months. We took a hiatus for the summer. Oops. We had some shit going on. <laughs> we're busy. <laughs> we were busy. And before we realized that we were like, shit, it's September. Yep, but we're back, and that's cool. We actually did, over the summer, something really fucking awesome. Mm. We went to Astronomicon. As you can see back there, the banner, Astronomicon, Astronomicon 4. Sorry, I'm fucking hyped to be back, so I'm going to stutter a lot tonight. Cool, I like I'm going to fuck up my words. We're down. But we keep low-budget looking fresh, so stole that from B-Loco. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... Welcome back. We're here. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sitting with us on this Lovely. Sunday. On this, not sunny, but it's fucking raining. It's rainy. But it's Sunday. It's sinner it's Sundays. It is. And we're excited to be here. Fucking glad to be back. And since we're just coming back, let's all give you a reminder. Mark Helltown Tees, keeping everybody looking fresh and in, uh, in their fresh swag and apparel. And uh, hit him up, Mark at HelltownTees.com. Thank you for being a dope ass partner. We appreciate you, homie. And uh, yeah. the yeah. banner was fresh. Mm -hmm. Banner we had over at Cage Titans. If you saw Cage Titans forty eight, you saw us and our boy Andrew uh, doing some interviews. Check that out over on our, on our YouTube, youtube.com slash Hell Entertainment six six six. And a big shout out to Jackson the crew over at Sanctuary Tattoo Emporium, keeping us all looking fresh with our ink design. And uh, some of us have fishnet tattoos on us now but hey 
Yeah, I sure do. Not on her arms, it's on her leg. I'm not paying attention. I'm morphing into a fishnet. I can see that happening. <laughs> Just a full fish fishnet tattoo. Fishnet. Yeah. Think about it. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, we um drove out to Michigan. We drove 14 hours to Michigan. 14 hours. We drove there and back. Uh yeah, it was actually pretty cool. Pennsylvania sucks. Because we decided to leave at like 10 at night and it was just, just Pennsylvania. But we found that really cool diner. Yeah, Shout we found a room. Cool diner. It was American. The American Grill? And I got a picture of it. I'll find out the room. Fucking little, little fucking hole in the wall. It was bomb. And it was built in 1944, which I really fucking thought was cool. And it's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. Other so. than that, we fueled ourselves on energy drink and zebra cake. So. Zebra cake rolls. We had the rolls, and those. And I'm I gonna can't I'm, talk about those. They've, this is in your words. Zebra cake rolls hit differently. They hit. It's I can't even. There's no words. Zebra cake stops. Zebra cake pit stops. Zebra cake pit stops. Yeah. So we drove, and we got there Friday. We both just like died for a minute. We're like cool, and then like we're like up, up now. Literally for five minutes, we're just like time to go. Lay down. Now we're up. Let's go. Go get some grub. Then we went. Did we? We got Applebee's. We did go to Applebee's. We got some drinks, got some grub, and headed over to Astronomicon for the first day. It's okay. It's okay. Before we go on to the Astronomicon recap, we're going to bring Gibby in a little bit and talk about Astronomicon, what he's going on. But let's not forget about Ohio and the cornfields. <laughs> the endless this, amounts of fucking cornfields. This fucking sends me a gif of corn, <laughs> like cornfields, just waiting on the way. And he goes, I figured you missed the sights. <laughs> Those are the sites of Ohio. It was barn, corn, barn, corn, trailer park, corn, barn. It is beautiful, I will say. It like was Ohio is like beautiful. Like I think, like Pennsylvania. Ohio is flat, like Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania just sucks. There's no it's scenery. Just highway. That's all it is. Highway Ohio and trees. Is beautiful. Definitely. At least Ohio going into Michigan, you get some sort of variation between cornfields, and then when you hit Michigan, you get some sort of the city. A little bit here and there. And yeah, shitty well, roads. then we went to Michigan and the roads are like Massachusetts roads, but like worse. Oh, as far as like turning and going places, Just like, it's like, like oh, that. you need to go. It's like highway, quick five lanes to get off your exit. Don't kind of like <laughs> kind of like driving in New Jersey where you can take a left hand turn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gibby. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I wanna. And we drove home in a hurricane. Well, we not, and then yeah, on the way home we went like up and around. We didn't go the way we came because of the hurricane. Cool. So I'm like my sixth hour. I'm like we're top of the mountain in between New like ears are popping. Yeah, like Canada, New York, and I'm just like I want to get home. And then it was like wall of fog. Couldn't oh, I thought the shit. fog. Couldn't see shit. It was just like we're both just so tired. <laughs> and I'm just like do you guys move on? But props to us too. We only stopped once for fast food on both way, one way on our trip. We're like, we got a cheeseburger. I was like, that sounds dope. McDonald's, here we come. Yeah, no, literally, energy, energy <clears throat> drink, zebra cake, and on Saturday before Attack of the Ninjas, which I can't wait to talk about, um, we had a peanut butter and jelly picnic, grass picnic. <laughs> it was hot as balls, but we'll get into that in a minute. We are going to bring Gibby in a second. We're going to play a little clip from uh, his video, Pressure. When we come back, Gibby will be joining us and, you know, drop your comments, drop your questions. And we got a giveaway to talk about later on, too. So 
Stay tight. We'll be back. Yeah. Look, you know it's not. No, it's not that. I'm. I'm busy. You know I'm busy. We have a studio at six, and I gotta get ready for this fucking show tomorrow. Look, I'll be there at some point. I pro. No. No, it is not like that. Hello. Hello. by this man who is joining us right now the one yeah. the only gibby stites how are you my friend i am good i'm great thank you for having me and uh yeah nice background by the way oh thank you yeah <laughs> welcome to Both. illville coming out soon uh yeah. we're gonna get into all that gibby stites stuff shortly but we're gonna go we want to do the quick uh not maybe quick but we're gonna get into the astronomicon recap first yes then we're gonna learn all about gibby stites and who you are and uh, all that good background information that you don't want to give out that we're going to pry out of you. Oh, amazing. All right. I'm here for it. <laughs> so this being, this was your first Astro being on MNE, correct? Yes. My first Astro period, actually. Oh, so was ours. Astro, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, what I, were you, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying I had a great time. I didn't know what to expect going into it. And it was just amazing from start to finish like everybody i encountered was great um i i managed to stay busy the entire time there was no point in time where i got busy or i mean where i got sleepy or whatever i feel like i probably slept like four hours the entire weekend oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. feel that yeah but like you said everyone was just start to finish like everyone was just so cool like was just good vibes the whole fucking time it was awesome it was awesome yeah, and we didn't know really what to expect either. We knew it was it was a con. You figure it's kind of like every other Comic Con or Horror Con that's around, but it was different. Everyone was so accessible from the staff yeah. of ME to the, all the artists, and everyone was genuinely just happy to be there. There was no drama, no bullshit, and it was just just off the charts. Was and happy to be there. Everyone was just happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think that was like the bottom line of the entire weekend was just like genuine joy from everybody to just um I don't I can't speak for everybody, but for me, I think this was my this was like my second event like post COVID where there was like a lot of people and a lot of fun going on. Um, because I, I did like a grind mode event like a month or two ago that was and I did a show then. But with that said, to something of this capacity, I haven't been anywhere with this many people 
um, doing this many activities and you're allowed to be around this many people in over a year. So I don't know if that played a part in everybody being so happy. I, I think it was just like a big ass family reunion type deal in a lot of ways. Uh, I agree. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was my, I think both of our, our first encounter with, <laughs> with, with, with people to your point of, of that cal of that, that mass of since, since the pandemic happened and, you know, it was a little worrisome at first, but you know, there are people there, they were wearing masks. We were wearing masks and the good part, you know, everyone was respectful. If you were wearing a mask, they were, there was no bullshit. There was no yeah. like, why are you wearing a mask? It was, just, it was just genuinely good feelings to be there. Uh, so, really, really, so yeah. shouts out to M and E and Mike and, and Dustin and all them behind the scenes, putting that shit together. But, yeah, absolutely. Shout out to all them, man. They worked their ass off for a long time putting that thing together and, and seeing it come to fruition, which again, they, they've done this. This is their fourth time, but I didn't see the first three, you know, so so getting to see this one in person and how well everything uh, really flowed, you know, like I, I thought it, it turned out great. And I was really proud of the whole fucking team. I was like, man, you guys, you guys did great. So what was the highlight for you um, as opposed not – not an attack of the ninjas, but as far as Astronomicon goes, what was the highlight for you? Honestly, the highlight was a random moment that like I didn't plan, and that was Dirk Manning wanting a copy of my Bacon Boy comic. I did not see that coming at all. I was looking forward to meeting Dirk and getting him to like maybe sign something or whatever, but then I'm walking through uh like his area where his little table is, you know, and he's not there. I'm like, all right, and then I see him across the way. And I'm like, do I go approach him? Do I go say hi? Do I bother him? Because he's not at the booth. You know what I mean? He's like walking around. And then he spotted me and called me from across the room. And he's like, Gibby, can I get one of your comic books? I was like, how do you even know I have a comic book? You're the comic book guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're the comic book guy. How do you even know about this? He was like, I follow you on social media. I was like, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I didn't even know Dirk followed me, which is funny as hell. But um. So with that said, I followed him back to his booth and I wound up trading him a copy of the Bacon Boy for a copy of the Twisted Haunted High Arms Darkness Rises, big old thingy thing thing. Uh, and yeah, we uh, took a nice picture together. And that was like the highlight of my weekend that I did not expect to have, um, you know, just him wanting to buy my comic. But aside from that, uh, to be real with you, getting to see so many of like my music homies um that i had not met in person yet like oh the horror for example shout out to john grady and jeremy my motherfucking bros right there getting to meet with them uh meeting i had already met red but reconnecting with him that's my homie my long lost my long lost bro that i don't get to chill with too much so um all of that was like honestly like i know i'm supposed to probably hold on, i'm plugging my laptop in i should have done this sooner all right cool i just saved the day i almost died y'all don't know that but uh <laughs> But with that said, like, I know the highlight is probably supposed to be like, oh, this famous person or whatever. But to be honest, like just chilling with the fan, meeting so many people who have like purchased my CDs or said nice things about me online. And so many people who wanted to smoke with me and this, that and the third. And like those were honestly the highlights of, of my weekend was like just just being around such a, a family environment. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with that. What was uh, your highlight of Astro? I I was trying to think that I feel like there's just so many. <laughs> All right. Well, probably just when, honestly, when Oxide was like, yeah, cool tattoo. And I was like, 
Me? Yeah, he called like you. Walking. He called you oh, out right. on your leg. You're just walking. He's like, yeah, leg. And I'm like, you talking, <laughs> talking to me? That was pretty fucking cool. Just because, like, I was, wasn't was in line to meet them or anything. Like, I was just walking with the rest of the crowd. And he was like, yeah, you. And I was like, oh, shit. That was cool. That was fucking yeah, <laughs> that was the great thing about Astro is like those kind of opportunities. You could just be walking and and yeah. a, J- a Jamie or or a Monoxide or a Dirk Manning or whoever mm-hmm. could just happen to be across the way and and notice you. And it's like, oh shit, we're yeah, really yeah. we're all just one out here. We're just mingling. This yes. is great. I felt that like we're all just like one. Was, I met some really cool people throughout the entire. Year. I had so many people would see me like in the hallway or somewhere, and and they'd be like, oh. I'd, I don't want to ask you for a picture right now. I want to wait till you're at the booth. I was like, you do not have to do that. You can you can get a picture anytime you want. You yep. can, we can go get lunch. I had lunch with so many people. Like I think I had, <laughs> I had like three lunches per day. It was insane. The amount of lunch I had. Oh, I mean, I gotta say, I mean, I guess my I have two two favorite parts of, of Astro. I know one. So the first <laughs> one was Friday night. I think they were both Friday night. Friday night was awesome. <laughs> so, so for everyone that, that's watching, if you want to go and get your shit done before the lines really start, go Friday night to go meet your celebrities and your peoples. Key. Because the lines on Saturday and Sunday, mm-mm, no. Fridays is where it's at to get that quick in out done. But just you said. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was Friday night. We're walking in the blazing ROC is sitting in the booth. And we walked up to him. And Blaze is like, my podcast people. Oh, that's cool. oh shit. Yeah. Because we, because we, had, we, had, we had Blaze on a few months ago. And for him to recognize us from that yeah. and then acknowledge it was like, shit, this made me feel good. Because I've been following Blaze since I was like 19. Right. That's so fucking dope. And then uh, the other one was I got I was actually talked to, to Jamie. He did a video for uh, her husband, my brother, Scarecrow Hill, uh, the video War. I don't know if you saw that video. I don't believe so. I, I got a lot of catching up to do on so, other people's music. So Jamie did a verse on that. And I just, you know, I walked up to him like, Jamie, thank you for doing that for him. You know, that was awesome. And then we just walked the hall for like a minute, just talking about the video and all that. And people just sit there and just shoot the shit with Jamie. Like he's a normal person because like, he is. But absolutely. But in, in past experiences and other events, I'll call it, um, he was never that accessible to just, shoot the shit with he was always surrounded and go 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 so right the that, shout, so so the, the shout out to again to, to mne and everyone behind the scenes to making everybody so accessible and everyone feeling equal well that's what's cool that was the part that yeah. was that what i think is about Ashkenazicon. like that part was so fucking cool like it wasn't like a concert where everyone's chilling backstage until it's their time to come do a booth there. exactly right and literally got to play basketball with like everyone there. Like that was so cool. It was just a very family oriented time in that. You and ROC were trying to spin basketballs on your fingers together. Oh, what? That's like legendary <laughs> underground yeah. story right there. I forgot that. I did. I walk up to him like, you spin? And he's like, I can't do that. Like, can't do <laughs> you that. spin. You just walk up to ROC. You spin? Like, <laughs> Yo, that you're honestly reminded me. There were so many highlights that I forgot about. Just a I month, know. like, like I remember Saturday night after Attack of the Ninjas, going back to like get a shower real quick. And by time, by time I left my hotel room, it's like eleven. There, I don't even know what the hell time. It, it was later than that. But I have texts on my phone, and it's like 
Al-Azul. They're like, come to my, like, come to our hotel. There's a party over here. I'm like, bet. I'm on my way. As I'm leaving my hotel, there's like Lex and Blaze and Bones Dub, and they're all just politicking, uh, as as Lex called it. They were parking a lot, pimping, just having their own <laughs> little party out there. And and so I'm like, they see me running through the the lot, and they're like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going to party with with Azul. And oh, you too good to party with us? So then it's like. I'm partying in the parking lot with Bones Dub and Lex and all them. And then 30 minutes later, I'm over here with Joe Black and Bill and Lee. And that, and again, it's just like the entire time, all these people I'm speaking about, like, like they're the artists and stuff, but like they were just out and about, like you said, so accessible. Like I'm literally leaving the hotel and just like, it, it was points where I forgot I was one of the artists, to be honest with you. Cause I'm bumping into people like blaze and bones and I'm like trying not to, you know what I mean? Ask them for autographs and shit. Like, <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. Yeah. It was off. Like every day it was just awesome. And each day I had something different to bring too, which was fucking cool as hell. And even you had a Lex experience. We, we met Lex in the, in the hallway. Thanked him for coming on. Cause we had Lex on last season and thanked him for coming on. And she went back in to do something, maybe hit the little girl's room or something. And Lex is like, Yo, podcast girl, come over and give, do a shot with me. <laughs> he was just like, no. yeah. yeah, shout out to Lex, dude. Hell yeah, definitely. But to your point, I mean, when you start thinking about it and going through pictures and going through video, how much shit that actually went down that right. you just either and, ran by or you forgot you did that. And it's like, how many shows do you go to that that happens? And really none. It's almost like comparable to like, uh, like a festival or a gathering or something. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Where just people are really out there for the whole damn weekend. The artists, like you said, they're not hiding in a hotel room waiting for time to go on stage. It's a whole weekend thing. Like every day when I woke up after my hour and a half of little bit of sleep that I got, I literally would like, I would look at like the three schedules. Cause I got like the schedule of things I'm supposed to do. And then the schedule of like the actual, like the public schedule. Yeah. And I'm just looking and I'm just like, all right, I have to be here at this time, but I'm going to be there like an hour early. Cause these dudes are cool as hell. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it, there was no point where I was like, Oh, I need to chill, man. I need to like, like lay down for a little bit, dude. Like, no, I was like, I need to be here. There's cool yeah. people over here. There's weed over there. There's food down here. There's comic books and clothes over there. It was so dope. Just all weekend. One thing on my IM piss that I missed was pop-up shop, Dustin. Oh, I miss pop-up. You know what? I was doing a pop-up shop as he was doing his pop And I didn't know, like we didn't communicate on that level. So I, I kind of like left attack and I was like, yo, pop up shop in my hotel room, woo, woo, come through. And I dropped my hotel room on Instagram. And as I'm sitting there doing that, everyone's like, yeah, I got to hurry up and go see pop up shop. Dustin. I was like, what do you mean? I didn't know that was, <laughs> fuck. I'm missing that. I mean, for, for everyone that's out there, that's, that's watching, listening, you know, because we put the audio up on, on uh, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon music, all that for the streaming people. Uh, Astronomicon has something for everybody. When I say yes. everybody, they had a kids cosplay contest, and those kids were the fucking cutest. I know. Like showing up in their little superhero costumes or whatever it was. Uh, it really is something for everybody. And yeah. if you're worried about other adults, if you want to call them, showing up dressing slutty, call it that way. There's not a whole lot of that. No, I'm just I'm saying for the for the people. <laughs> <that> wanna... <laughs> but I'm I'm saying for the people that want to bring their kids. There's not a whole lot of TNA that people come up and. And dress up as as other cons and things like that. So, Astronomicon is something for everybody there. Yeah, it, it is pretty family friendly. Like, for yeah, the most thank you. That's what I was looking for. Family friendly. Like, like, like I would say family friendly, but also, you don't like there are 
things you know like they got the horror trivia mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like you can do the horror trivia or the juggalo trivia with blaze or alazul but then you can uh go and your child can participate in the child's cosplay contest or your child can be in the game room where they have game contests going on all day every single day so it really is yeah there's like something for everybody they have the late night horror movie screening for the 50 lucky people who got ticketed cool. you know what i mean and got to go watch a movie with twisted like just so many things. Oh man, the Zool family photo. That's another highlight of my weekend. Um, yeah, tell us, I, I, I read your post on that. So tell everyone what happened with that with you. I almost missed the Zool family photo. It was, so uh, Twisted Seminar is from four to 5 p.m. Bill tells me be at the front of the hotel at 5 p.m. for the photo. So I'm like, this is perfect. Cause I'm thinking the Twisted Seminar, I thought the tent I was at was the front of the building. Cause I'm just really high at this point. So it's like 4.59 and Jamie and Paul are still talking. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And they wrapped it up like right at five on the dot. And I jump up and I go to run to where I thought the photo was and nobody <laughs> is standing there. There's like two dudes just standing there like smoking cigarettes. And I was like, uh, do you know where the family photo is? <laughs> and they were like, no. And I was like, do you know where the front of the building is? They were like, other side. I ran through the building. I think this is the only time the whole weekend that I didn't like stop to talk to anybody. Like I ran through the building, ran past the front desk lady. She looked at me like I was crazy. And as I got outside, I see them literally like posing for the picture. And I was like, hold on. And then Bill was like, can't be made it. And it was like, a, it was like a Baywatch moment. I felt like I was running in slow motion. Like, yeah. Fucking hug Whipstick real quick. Now, I don't know if I actually hug Whipstick, but you know what I mean? Granted, and I made it. I made it. And my favorite part of that picture is I'm dressed like a big ball of cotton candy. And it's like something, so many like dark shirts and, and masks and stuff. And then I'm just in there cotton candied out. Like, yeah. That's perfect. I made it. But for real, man, like, oh, uh, getting to really witness like the Zooligan family and, and, and the love and everything in person yeah. for the first time. Cause we've been in quarantine for so long. I had never even seen, um, AXE perform live up until this weekend. Mm -hmm. So, but getting to be out there and seeing all the eight leg shirt designs and just all the masks and the different variations of the masks that I didn't even know existed, the forever face, um, and just the love that everyone shows, it was fucking amazing. And I was embraced so much. I'm just, I'm just so happy, man. Shout out to all the Zoligans. Shout out to Bill, Lee, Joe, Rick Moe, everybody over there, uh, Whipstick and Eight Legs and all of them. Can't wait for camp. Hell yeah, shit's gonna be dope. So, out of the celebrities that were there, we're gonna wrap up Astronomicon here. Uh, who were you most excited to see? Did you get to see the one that you were looking forward to? I'm not gonna lie to you, I I really didn't. I don't think I met any of the celebrities. The people I was looking forward to meeting was like Blazy Dead Homie, and I met Blaze. Looking forward to meeting ROC, and I met ROC. Just looking forward to meeting uh, Oh the Horror, and I met them. I, I like Dirk Manning. Like I really. Like I didn't meet Shannon Elizabeth and I meant to, I wanted to, but I didn't do that. That's probably, that's the one person you, I wanted to meet Jay Muse, of course. And he, uh, we all know, couldn't make it. Damn it. You know, that's what she yeah. was looking, that was, that was the one she was looking forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't want to say, but I'm just going to say, yeah, I was looking forward to meeting him the most to be entirely honest. So, <laughs> so when I got there and I saw his little video, I was like, look, I'm happy you're making the movie, yes. but, um, I don't look it sad. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, again, it's like, I was, I'm a music dude. That's my thing. So I was most, you know what? Also, I was happy to meet uh, Tom from Braindead Customs. Like I'm a nerd in the sense of mm -hmm. like, 
I find a clothing brand and I just fan the fuck out. So Brain Dead Customs is my shit and like getting to um meet them and, and buy some merch from their booth and all that. And yeah, to be real, I, I I'm kind of boring in that aspect, man. I don't have this list of like celebrities that I really want to meet. It's more like rappers and producers and stuff. No, absolutely, I get that. That's how I feel. Like the horror um seminar was pretty cool. Like talk those you know four legends of horror worlds <laughs> that was cool to listen to that was cool to listen to but like i agree meeting the artist to me was like what i really wanted to do all weekend well, i mean you know me i'm a i'm a huge wrestling nut so to meet mick foley on friday night and have him sign my funko pop that was well yeah that was big for you. that was big I for me I think meeting Lee Carver was probably like the coolest because he just like he talks like a wrestler and he really talks like that. And he gave me all this cool <laughs> advice and it just it was so inspirational coming from him because he sounds like a wrestler. So he just sounds like he's supposed to be like, like, yeah, you go do this, brother. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I'm gonna go do that. You damn right. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> He's a good way. He's a motivational speaker. He really is. Like, honestly, like, like the amount of thought that he had like put in to me and my music, I had never I expected them to be cool. But for them to actually have been knowing some stuff about me, I was like, this is fucking dope. Like, and motivational. Excellent. So keep on the lookout and keep your ears open. Astronomicon 5, I'm sure, is in the planning stages now. You're yeah. going to want to get there. It might uh, be in February, though. They were talking yeah, about. I know. I know it's a, it's a Twisted Seminar. They want to bring it back to the winter. I'm not yeah. too keen I, about that. And driving really, I, I prefer the winter. I ain't going to lie. I prefer it. I hate, I hate the sweat. I just hate the snow. Like a good fall one would have been. A good That's a good point, actually. Yeah, February isn't that good because then you might get a snowstorm and people driving in. Yeah, I don't like that. All right, they should make it like they should just make it March. I think March, March is cool. Or just do it in October in the fall. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, the twist, yeah, they got fright fest. I want to take away point. from that. I get it. I get it. Well, they could always combine it like they did with Attack this year. Have fright fest be. You know, throw some Halloween, some extra Halloween vibes on the Astro and whatnot, and. Right, I'll see what I can do. I'll I was going to say. Work that, give me work that. <laughs> I think you know some people. So before we get on to uh, Attack of the Ninjas, we did tease a little bit. We're going to do a giveaway. Uh, we have two pre-ordered copies of Gibby's comic book, Bacon Boy, uh, that we're going to be giving away. And the way you get entered into the raffle is you have to go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash hellentertainment666, and subscribe to the page. And we will pick two winners off of new subscribers um, within the next week or so. So go like, share, subscribe to the page, and get yourself entered into win a copy of Bacon Boy, which the first edition sold out, the first print. Yes, the first print sold out within like 12 hours. Yeah, like, I was going to say, like, first print. And, and, and there's something yeah. real original <laughs> with that first print. I believe there's two typos. There are. There are two typos in the book. So the funny, I'll give the full story behind the typos, actually. Um, I wrote the book and then I drew it in stick figure format. Like I drew the entire comic book as stick figures. I, love I, I found a guy, uh, my dude, Oscar, he's from Argentina, uh, the guy who illustrated it for me. So with that said, there was a little bit of communication barrier where I sent him my drawings and then he sent them back. And yeah, there was like two typos. I think the word sound was spelled sounded. Like, like one of the kids said, that doesn't sound like mom, but instead it was, that doesn't sounded like mom. <laughs> and th there was one other typo, but I remember reading this. What, what upset me was I was like, damn, I'm the writer. Like I'm credited as the writer. So when people read these typos, they're naturally going to be like, damn, Gibby don't know English. That's why. 
<laughs> so I hit up my boy Justin and I was like, yo, fix these typos for me, please. So yeah, uh, the reprint, you know, the first edition was kind of like a prototype. The people who got those first 50, like that's the rarest, probably like the rarest comic book I'll ever put out because going forward, I don't think any of them are only going to be limited to 50. Well, the, this variant cover is limited to 50. But as far as being the first pressing, I didn't know how people were going to respond to it. I didn't know if people were even going to care about my bacon comic, which is great, by the way. It's hilarious. You should really check it out. But me being a rapper, I'm like, are people going to care about this? So the 50 was just a prototype. And to my surprise, they sold out within like 12 hours. But that gave me the opportunity to now be able to A, do a variant cover, do a re-release uh, in a bigger volume. And also now I can work on issue number two with peace of mind. Because working on issue number one, I almost felt like I was wasting time. Like I'm drawing these stick figures and I'm like, what are you doing, bro? You're supposed to be making music. Like. <laughs> you know, so knowing that it is sold and people cared about it, now I can make number two and not feel silly about it, if you would, because it is a comedic piece, but it's still, you know, we need comedy. Like, comedy needs Absolutely. to exist in the world, and, and the people who make comedic pieces are still serious about their art. So, with all that said, y'all should really uh, go subscribe. Go subscribe, man. You want to win those copies. You want to win them. The pre-orders are live right now, and... Uh, I can't say how many of the second print pretty much every time it gets reprinted, you're going to know, like they'll get less and less rare, you know, like that first edition, it's got the typo. So it's rare as shit. Uh, the second print is going to say second print on the back and it'll say the month and year it was printed. Um, so if it does get repressed again in the future, you'll know, you'll know if you got the first, second or third and all that good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So go, go like, share, subscribe to our YouTube page. If you don't win, or if you want other copies or the variant cover, go over to gibbystites.com and get your pre-orders over there. Yes, he's uh, got it right down there. Oh, and shout out to uh, Javon Jordan, Illis Dumanati, who made the variant cover. Dope as he's a dope rapper and a dope. He makes his own comic books, too. He's a dope artist and rapper. So uh, shout out to him for hooking up that variant cover. There's only 50 of those ever to be printed. The variant will never be printed again. That variant in particular. So go over to gibbystites.com and get your covers. Yeah. So it's going to be worth money. <laughs> Fucking right. So we talked about them uh, moving Astro and all that to the winter because it was very – because because it's sweaty. It was sweaty, man. My Attack, hat – Attack of the Ninjas was sweaty. I um, don't think I've ever sweated so much in my life. I think I lost I think about 10 pounds and sweated that show. Like, I was told that – at one point, it was 108 degrees on the stage. On the stage, that. not even in the crowd. The crowd is hotter because of all the people. So think about that. The stage was 108 degrees where we're performing. Well, yeah, I you guys all the lights beaming on you. I think, I think Jamie was sweating before he even laid out his first his first vocal track. Yeah, I was sweating before I got on the stage. For I was sweating watching Red perform. Yeah, like, just watching. Sweating. Yep. The whole time, yeah, it was. It was a hot I experience. Blind Pig, though, yeah, Blind Pig was dope. Dude, shout out to the guys who wear masks when they rap. Like, shout out to, to all the dudes from Zool and shout out to Whip and Eight Legs. Like, I don't know Matt. how the hell. Well, and Dude. like even makeup twisted. Like, you can't touch your face when that shit's on. You just That's gotta a... let it happen. Like, and then you got Blaze up there in a long sleeve jersey. Like, oh. motherfucker, how you doing Dude, that? Bones Dub was wearing a hoodie, bro. I, saw, I, was yeah. like, I was like, you performing in that? He was like, yeah. I was like, you a soldier, dog. Holy <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Literally, it was. It was a dope hoodie, though. Shout out to that hoodie. I got one. I got the same one somewhere. 
So obviously this Attack of the Ninjas was a lot different than last year's Attack of the Ninjas because you guys stream you did a live stream with Attack of the Ninjas last year because yeah. of because of COVID. Yes. Uh, and that was my first my first show with MNE was a live stream show. I was like, life is so weird. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to be here digitally. Like uh I thought the show was fucking off the hook this year. Everyone amazing. was on point. Every the sound was great. Uh the blind pig was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was it was fucking packed in there, like absolutely packed. And, the, and like, uh, everyone was cool too. Like yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, I, trying to do photos, like move around the crowd. Like everyone was wicked cool. I will say there was one point where I'm outside during East Side Ninjas, and I hear them performing a song that I need to get to, and I'm running. I run inside, and in my mind, I was like. This is the only time I ever thought this too. I was like, I'm Gibby Stites. I bet I can get to the front of the crowd because I'm because I'm on MNE. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, hell no. When, when, when Tristan was on that stage, they don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I went to run in. I was like, Yo, they're doing past the X. Can I get to the front? They're like, Nah, you can vibe right here with us. We're like, no <laughs> no getting through. I was trying to push my way through and shit. No. Oh, okay then. Here. <laughs> yeah, I was in. The, I stayed for four past the X, and then I had to go right back outside because it was so hot. Like the people, like like y'all who you are troopers. You stayed in there <laughs> taking photographs somehow. Like he, I, he planted himself. I like, didn't fucking move. Like kind of near the wall, but still around people. And I'm like, he literally glued oh, his feet to the ground. He did. He like did not move. And I'm, I'm like, a big guy. Like, 15 minutes run away from back or something. Well, there was I'm a point where there was a point where a pit broke out and I got hit with my camera. I'm like, nope, camera's going back to the car. And I'm like, you know what? No. Yeah, you did say you're like, going to the car. I'm like, what? I'm like, nope. I'm gonna go find me a spot. I'm gonna plant my feet somewhere where I'm out of the pit because I don't like to pit with my camera. I only went in the pit one time. And you gave me your shit to hold like a bitch. I did because I, I don't like to hold it the whole time, so I did. I know. I know John Hellhouse from Oh the Horror performed in the pit, and it was one of the dopest shit. It's some of the dopest shit I saw all fucking night, bro. When Oh the Horror was on the stage, I turned my head for like one second, and when I looked back, he John was not on the stage, and I was like, "Where the fuck is John?" And then I look, and he was in the crowd. He walked around and was in the crowd where the mosh pit was going down, or I should say, where he was trying to get the mosh pit to happen because he kind of kicked it off. <laughs> Like you look over and there's like two people trying to get something going down, and he just jumped off the stage, ran in there, and got it popping with the mic in hand. He dropped the mic at one point, kept, <laughs> kept singing. You hear like you could hear like the fumbling for the mic, like all the all the people are trying to grab it for him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he grabbed it, then they pushed him back on stage, and like ten minutes later, he did it again. I was like, he's a fucking madman. Uh, and speaking of John, real quick, uh, we hope you would feel better soon, brother. I know you're, he's dealing with some. Uh, some issues right now, so much yes. love, respect, feel good, yes. get better yes, soon. Yes. And, uh, Absolutely, John. Hope you feel better, bro. Much love. Send him my Gibby energy from New Jersey. If you watch this, which I'm sure you will, because you love me, get well soon, dog. So we can work on some new music. We need your your vocals sounding all beautiful and shit. You know. Fuck yeah. Fuck yes. Ozar yeah. Kills it. Shout out to Ozar. They'll be on. They'll be on soon. They're they're <laughs> actually they're coming up to Providence to playing soon. Oh, get out of here. They got a damn. They got to come out for my show. What? I didn't know they were coming to Providence. Yeah, they're coming yeah. Uh, on the end road. of October, I believe. Oh, nice. With, uh, Saving Vice. Dropout King, Saving Vice. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you go check them out. Oh, the horror. Find them on all their social medias. Yeah. So they killed it. They, they, yep, Woo! they killed it. 
So unfortunately, we came in with like your last two songs because the way Astro and Attack of the Ninjas overlapped. So I apologize. But hey, hey, hey they were there were some good songs though. Those two were good. They, they were bangers, absolutely. <laughs> um, so we'll be sure to catch you a full set soon. But uh, yeah. your thoughts performing in front of that crowd? Uh oh, man, so many things going through my head. Um, I'm like. Oh, this person's singing the word. That person. Oh, a lot of people are singing the words. Oh shit! All right, stop. Stop thinking about them singing the words because you're gonna fuck yourself up getting hype right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I actually got advice right before I went on stage on accident. I forget who's. I want to say it was Whip from Famous Fun Time Guys when he got off the stage. I, if it's not him, then I'm sorry, but I'm gonna credit him for it. Somebody told me though they were like, "Man, I try to look above the crowd." You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. I don't get like lost, you know what I mean? Like staring at yep. whatever. Cause if you're looking at the crowd, you might see some shit. You might see a pair of titties or something. And then you're just like, <laughs> you're losing all concentration at that point. So I remember getting on stage and starting my first song and I was looking at it in the faces of everyone. And I, and I started getting overwhelmed by seeing people knowing the words, you know, cause some things I write are emotional to me or whatever. And you don't know how people are going to respond to them and blah, blah, blah. So I'm up there and for the first time in a long time, cause I haven't really performed in like two years. Yeah. And I've seen people sing my words before, but not not that many, not like half the fucking room. You know what I mean? So seeing that, it hit, it hit a point where I had to start just keep my eyes going everywhere. I was like, I can't focus on one person because I'm going to get like too, too personal. You're yourself up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to start thinking about some some deep shit up here or whatever. So with that said, my, my mind as I'm up there is like, Oh, you're not paying enough attention to go to this side of the stage. Go to that side of the stage. Do a spin real quick. Like, <laughs> don't forget to bring a water because I'm going to tell you something. I went up there, I brought a water, and I lost it. I don't know what happened to the oh, water. No. I went the whole 15 minutes without drinking any water. And from it evaporated because it was so hot in there. Big facts. Exactly. <laughs> By the time I got off the stage, Murph was holding a water for me. Like, he was like, dude, I had this the whole time. I was like, I, uh, Look, I wish I, can't I knew. see anything, but thank you. <laughs> But with that said, yeah, it's like, you know, the I don't know. The thought process going on stage, there is one. But when you're on stage, for me personally, there really isn't much of a thought process. It's, it's all acting on feeling and, and spur of the moment and just, like, try to keep your breath. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll never – like, I don't forget my words. I know my words. But that's my main thing is, like, the stamina. You're really trying to keep your breath. So – Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Because I, I also – like, I don't have a hype man, like, the way that I perform. Yeah. Also, it's like, I you know – I, not to get too too lyrical miracle on people, but like I'm from New Jersey, I'm real close to New York, and it's like I grew up on like uh, the Locks, Jada Kiss, and and mm -hmm. people who you know what I mean, like like the way we rap out here is like we typically rap over instrumentals, you know what I mean, like not much backing track, like we want to be heard. So a lot of my focus when I'm on the stage is getting my words out in a clear manner. Whereas some other performers, and this is dope, and I look up to them, you know, their their main thing is like jumping around and getting, you know what I mean? Like more movement based, which I need to work on a little bit in my opinion. But um, my main concern is getting the message out as clear as day. So when you hear that shit, it sounds as close to it did on the record. Love that. Absolutely. <laughs> so was that your, um, sorry. I'm no, you're good. You you're good. Quick, she does it all the time. Not true. Um, was that your first show performing live since COVID and everything? That was, that was my second, actually. It was the second one. Uh, the first show, I went to South Carolina at the end of June. 
I was with a uh, grind mode cipher. I did a cipher out there and we did a show at the same time. And that was kind of dope. It was like that show. That was another show where like some people came out and I saw people singing long day and I'm good. And I didn't expect that. Cause I'm going to this grind mode event in South Carolina. You got to remember I got signed to magic ninja during quarantine. Right. Uh, I'd never toured out of the East coast before. So going to South Carolina, I'm like, nobody's going to know who I am down here. And then we actually had like Magic Ninja peeps in the building at the Grind Mode event. I, I love that. Like, okay. to me, it's like cross-platforming. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like, these are two strong underground factions and now we're getting together. And so, uh, but with that said, this was my second show. But honestly, it was like, uh, it was the first show in a lot of ways. It's the first Magic Ninja show. It was the first show that was sold the fuck out. You know what I mean? Right. Definitely sold the fuck out. Sold the fuck out. And then my set was long. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. So I, it was a different vibe, obviously, being an attack. <laughs> yeah, for, it, it was like, I, I don't know how to, I want to say it was like less less chill on the nerves, if you would, you know? Okay. Like the grind mode show was like, all right, we here, I'm going to do this. The one, the attack of the ninjas was like, oh shit, we about to do this. Oh shit. <laughs> and then when it was done, it was like, yeah, we did that. Okay, cool. Yeah, and whole show was just sick it was just sick the whole the whole lineup like honestly i like from because i watched like i said i watched the first like six acts and then i got too hot and i had to go outside mm -hmm. and then once i'm outside i'm caught up smoking with people signing stuff taking pictures i wound up barely i only went back in if i heard certain songs through the wall yeah. that i had to catch you know that's fair. <laughs> like, oh, they're doing past the X. I'm not missing this. Ran in real quick, you know. And um, oh shit, ROC's coming on. Run in real quick. But uh, the like, I call super famous fun time guys kicked it off, dude. Their set was just crazy. Just the fact that like they had a dope intro and a dope outro. Whipstick brought this fake gun on stage and he pretended to shoot himself and he was laying there dead and it was like. Just real entertaining and theatric. But then you get Red coming on, and they perform two signs. Um, the hit off of his last album, and the whole fucking building knew the the hook. Like, it was crazy. Like, they would cut off the beat, and you would literally hear the entire building, all 400 people singing uh, that Red song. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, it, it was just dope. Everybody fucking killed it. Oh, the horror, Buckshot, ROC, just goddamn Lex. Dude, Lex and his hype, man. Lexus hype man, uh, Kid Savage. Shout out to him. I met him over the weekend. Great dude. They had a killer set as well. We met him too at, at Astro when we, when we talked with Lex, and he's like, "Don't worry about my name. I'm just the Asian kid everyone forgets about." I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude. No, man. Shout out to Kobe, oh, aka man. Kid Savage. I remember your name. He was That's... fucking rocking it on stage. Yeah, he was awesome. Dude, he's all over the place. Absolutely. Like, trying to get a picture of him. Like, can you stop? Because you're getting my pictures in blurry. Yeah. Like, bye. I, I went up to him at the end, and I was like, I never thought I really wanted or needed a hype man until right now. Now I'm kind of jealous. Like I'm kind of jealous of what, what you just did up there for Lex. Like that was fucking crazy. Oh yeah. So taking it back, quarantine, you get signed by MNE. I see it. And I'm like, who's this Gibby Stites guy? So I get in contact with a common friend of ours, Stray from Sky Swan Born. Shout out to them with their new music coming out. Yes. Uh, he's like, yo, you got to check out Gibby Stites. He's off the hook. So we check you out. You're on MNE. How did that come about with you getting signed by MNE? Bro, uh, first off, shout out to Stray, Sky Swamp Orange. Just a motherfucking dude. He's been fucking with me since before I got signed, and I've been fucking with him for the longest, too. So shout out to all the Sky Swamp Orange. Um, 
so it i've told the story a few times and i try to like keep it as short as possible now because there's so much that could go into it but the the main points are this it's like i was putting out music for a long ass time for like eight years or so um and in 2019 i think yeah, it was 2019 i ended uh i entered the welcome to the underground uh mne beats contest god mm-hmm. sent through a contest up until then like i had been a fan of twisted since i was like 10 11 years old um when i was like 10 that's when like the wraith shangri-la was coming out just to give you guys like some kind of um damn i feel old i i hate to do that but i'm just saying like i want to give you some kind of perspective to because no, like, when i say oh, i've been listening some people will say i've been listening to twisted since i was 10 and people are like oh most tasteless and i'm like oh shit, no all right look so i want to you know give some perspective there fair enough um, so with that said um I've always been a fan of that scene, but I always thought I would fit more on like a strange music tip. You know what I mean? Like I honestly didn't think because I don't paint my face because I don't really um, rap about horror themes too much. I didn't think Magic Ninja would give me a look. This is being real. So for years, I never sent them a demo or nothing like that. And then they had this MNE Beats contest. And the way I looked at entering this contest, I was like, well, if nothing else, I'm getting a beat from Godsent. You know what I mean? Like right. right, exactly. So I entered the contest for 10, 20 bucks, whatever it cost. Honestly, not even expect, like not expecting to win. I'm not even expecting to come second or third place. I'm just wanting to get this beat from Godsent and get some, a little bit of shine. Um, Cause I'm just doing contests at that time and shit. Sure enough, dude, like Godsent picked me number second in the contest. When he picked me number two, he hit me up and told me, he was like, bro, a lot of people from the label like helped vote and they had you in their top. Like George liked you, uh, Dustin fucked with you a lot. And just hearing this and seeing the reaction from the Magic Ninja crowd, I was like, oh shit, they actually fuck with me over there, even though I'm different. But then I'm really thinking about it. I'm like, what is Twisted's whole thing? Being different. Just cause I'm a different form of different. Like it's amazing to think we can connect on that uh, wavelength. So with that said, I did that contest and then um, I won beats from that contest. Use those beats to make an EP called Channel Surfing. Um, and then I saw Twisted coming to my city. I saw Boondocks coming nearby and I opened a couple shows. I met Jamie at the second Twisted show I opened and I asked him and Paul to sign my arm. Like right here, I got their autograph tattooed on my arm. Because oh, I, I didn't plan on meeting them. I bumped into George and I kind of had a dialogue with him from opening shows and stuff. And I was like, yo, can I meet the guys? And he was like, sure, just come over here. And kind of took me to the meet and greet room and let me meet them. And and Paul was like, do you want something signed? And I didn't have a seat. I didn't have shit for them to sign. I was like, sign my arm. I'm going to get it tattooed. Uh, so with that said, the next day I got it tattooed. I tagged Jamie on Instagram and he commented and he was like, yo, it was great meeting you, bro. Keep on grinding and followed me. And then I'm just like, yo, what the fuck? So for the next like six months or so, I just have Jamie Madrox following me on Instagram. And I'm like, like he's liking all my posts and I'm trying not to question it. I'm trying not to ask him what this means. Um, uh, skip forward a few months. I get hit up for NetFest. I did a thing on NetFest and then um, George hit me up right after NetFest. George had hit me up and he was kind of like, yo man like we've been checking you out for a while who manages you who does this that and the third and i was like i do everything right now and then from there it was like 
fuck it you want to work on an ep with jamie he's really excited to this actually they had jamie call me like the second time damn yeah like jamie called me and i was like oh shit and he was like yo dog i want to work on this ep with you whatever like i want to really make music with you i'm excited to rap with you and shit like i like your style and you remind me of myself that was the part that got me the most i was like the whole way it went down it's like when i do that i I said I was going to keep it short, but I actually threw a lot in there because thinking about it, <laughs> I want you guys to have the full scoop here because I get so flustered in interviews. Um, you get different parts of the story in different ones. You know what I mean? But that is, yeah. there was a whole lead up though. A lot of people think, oh, he did NetFest and then he got signed. But then a lot of people are like, well, no, he opened for Twisted the October before that. And then it really goes all the way back to MNE Beats. Like it really goes back to that contest. Shout out to Godson. He gave me that confidence to, uh, you know, keep opening them twisted shows and all that shit, you know, knowing that. And it, it's wild to think about that. Just two years ago, I, I thought that the scene that I'm in and that I've always been a supporter of and, and all that, like I thought that they wouldn't accept me. And now I'm out here just like getting so much motherfucking love that I never expected. Well, and to your point, I mean, twisted and Eminem and all them, they're all about accepting the people that don't feel like they belong. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, there, so there's always a home for someone within that camp, regardless of, your style, your flow, if you paint your face, if you don't paint your face, there's always something there for somebody. So congratulations on that, man. That's yeah. a hell of an accomplishment. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And it's still it's still just wild to even think about because just being on Magic Ninja was not something I planned. Definitely not like this soon anyway, to be honest with you. Like I had like a blueprint of my head, like in my head of where my career would go. And and anybody giving me that kind of look was was still like three years in the future. <laughs> like in my mind anyway three years into the five-year plan yeah like i, I it's weird to, to talk about it like that but i really do i write shit out in such a weird way where i'm like within three years you'll be doing this because i like to speak things into existence you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely that's awesome it must be like really cool to work with such a, a team as magic ninja like they just seem like you're always busy everyone on the label is always busy doing something precisely there's always new content happening like it's and awesome. even through through the pandemic they you oh, guys yeah. put out so much stuff to t stay connected with with the fan base and there were a lot of bands and groups that didn't do that and that's a huge shout out to you guys for keeping that that connection going Dude, I mean, thank you, because that's one thing, too. I think it's like half of the label now, we have our own podcast and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was, it's a thing that a lot of us started doing because of the lack of shows, and we wanted to have at least one day a week to kick it with the fam and all that and, and let people ask questions or whatever. And But now we're coming out of the time where we're going to start doing shows again, and I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I'm going to continue doing my podcast because it's just become a part of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's just become a Maybe part. Sundays was birth. COVID. <laughs> I think so many, so many great podcasts were though, to be honest. I, with you. Yeah. Uh the live scream, Tuesday Night Terror, uh Gib TV, formerly known as 13th Wonder Wednesdays, RG Dan Pod, and uh Hell Entertainment. Yeah. Like we're doing in the pit. Awesome. So let, let me ask you something, Gibby. We were on Chuck's podcast for his millionth stream. Oh, yes. Um, Damn, I must have missed you. I was on there later in the night. Like, we hopped in like right, we just finished up with Blaze and then we hopped right on chuck's podcast and he brought up a comment or that with the live stream shows it gives access to people who aren't allowed not 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 allowed but who can't get that front row access i.e you know you're working parents with kids the handicapped folks who try to go to shows 
do you see yourself continuing to do a live stream show while you're while you're performing for people Out in the world? Well, yeah. while, while while you're performing live, like still a live, have that live stream show going too, like a yeah. live stream concert or yeah. like a live ah. stream. So so like say concert. you're you're performing live at a concert at mm -hmm. say Attack of the Ninjas, would you consider still live streaming that to folks at home? So that way they can still access it till if, if they can't be there live. I definitely would. Um, with me personally, I'm just going to speak for myself. Yeah. It, it would ultimately come down to, and what it does a lot of times, it comes down to like how how hectic my, my day is, how much planning can go into it. Because ideally, it would be nice. Like when I'm at a show, when I performed in South Carolina, here's a good example. Um, Attack of the Ninjas was more hectic and I didn't get a chance to. In South Carolina, I had a homie who before I went on stage, I said, hey, take my phone go to Instagram live, live stream the first three songs for people who can't be here. Perfect. Uh, I let them know that they can watch that. But at Attack of the Ninjas, there's so much going on. Uh, you know what I mean? I didn't have, the, the crowd was so huge. I didn't even have that opportunity to find someone to be like, here, live stream this. But ideally, I would like to plan it out more to where it could be like people know. Like, I, like Replicon, for example. Replicon was live streaming Attack of the Ninjas from their YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. That would be dope. That would be dope to be like, hey, guys, I'm performing in Providence, Rhode Island this weekend. Uh, if you can't be at the show, go to my YouTube channel. You can watch the whole show there. The thing with that is now I'm thinking that that could be beneficial, uh, counter beneficial, because then some people might not go just because they don't have to. Yeah, true. I agree. I think there, there's, there's, ups and, there's ups and downs to it, but it's definitely something I'm open to continue doing because I like the way that it goes. I like seeing the thing i like the most i remember dustin dustin came to my show in south carolina and he streamed from the magic ninja page for a couple of songs and i remember seeing that and being like yo like two thousand people watched his stream That's so i'm cool. like like yeah we had like however many people here 100 or so people here but we had like two thousand here if you think about it like that because of the power of technology right well the so, thing it opens up as well as it allows people who if you have a show in you know, New Jersey, the people in California most likely aren't going to fly every single show, you know, right. like, like or around the world. It's like a I, worldwide thing streaming right. is now, you know. So and, like, and, even, and even if you charge, like you guys, like m &E did the For the Fan Fridays during quarantine, even that 15, 20 bucks, whatever, to access that live stream was so worth it. Yeah, it definitely uh, was. To have something to do all night, too, because all those live streams yeah. were like a, like a multiple hour event. and I Just watched every single one of them, yeah. Just food for thought and just kind of curious where artists' mindsets are at with keeping the live streams going, even though live shows are back. Right. I know Fish, the band Fish, like they're still live streaming their sets because my, my mom is like big hippie, like into all that Grateful Dead and stuff. So she was going to this Fish concert and then like before she left for the concert, she was watching the concert on YouTube. And I was like, we live in the future, bro. Like this is intense. Like <laughs> but the way the way theirs was set up was so dope. They had all the different camera angles, you know, like right. And it was just real professional, and that had me thinking. I was like, this might be like just the future of live music in general. Like every tour eventually has a live stream option that you can pay twenty bucks to watch if you're not there. Right. Yeah. I'm not against it. I am all for it. For me, <laughs> for me, it's about just uh, having the time and energy to get it done and get it handled. You know. Yeah, because it is a lot. It's a lot, of work. lot of work to go into it. Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah, you're already setting up a show and trying to get your set ready and get your merch ready and this, that, and mm -hmm. third, and then it's like, oh, now let me get this digital aspect yeah, ready. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you actually just brought up Providence, 
Rhode Island, where you will be in October. For a I will be. Off. October 11th, Gibby's day off, themed off of Ferris Bueller's day off. Uh, everybody should come out. It is at Alchemy, I believe is the building. Yes. Yeah, it's at, yeah. it's at Alchemy in Providence, Rhode Island, which I hear is a super dope venue I have never been to. Oh, I've never been there. Uh, it's going to be an all-day event. Like We're going to have uh, like vendors, food, uh, video gaming, all kind of shit. More artists to be announced. And but yeah, October 11th is the the flyer is on my Instagram. If you need any more information, uh, you can hit up my Instagram or Facebook and check out the flyer we just posted. The flyer was themed exactly off of the Ferris Bueller uh, uh, thingy thing, and I thought that was yes. funny as shit. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Stop. Definitely want to try and get out there. That'd be sick. <laughs> yeah, stoked to see you out here. It is on a on a Monday, I believe. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah. I think it's Columbus Day, right? Oh, Mike! Oh, I might have that. Oh, you might be I off. might be off. But anyway, what? you will see someone from the Hell Entertainment Camp down there, uh, making connections with you and chopping it up. Um, Amazing. So before we wrap everything up here, I want to talk about welcome to Illville. Okay, I was like going to say that too. <laughs> yes. Wait, we got to talk about the album. No, we're saving we're saving that for last. Amazing. Welcome to Illville. Give us a scoop on that drop date, all that good stuff. All right, man. Welcome to Illville, coming September seventeenth. That is um, two Fridays from now, not this Friday, but the following. We got dope merch bundles available right now. We got beanies with glow-in-the-dark thread. We got glow-in-the-dark T-shirts and a dope-ass flag. All of the merch was designed by Justin Parker of Horrible Home Video, a.k.a. Killer Tour of Corp Circus, my right-hand man. Uh, we rolled out with the Goosebumps theme, which, yeah, one day at Horrorland. You got to understand, like, I am a 90s baby, so it's like, I really grew up reading this shit. So it's like so many people are like, man, why the goosebumps? I'm like, because that was my shit, bro. That's Absolutely. That was <laughs> yeah, like that was my shit. So with that said, man, um, shout out to Justin Parker on all the fucking artwork, bro. The artwork is killer. Uh, shout out to Charlie Beans and DJ Immaculate who did all the production. Uh, Charlie Beans, Detroit dude right there. That's my homie. And DJ Immaculate is my New Jersey hometown homie. They're like my two main dudes when it comes to production, uh, aside from Stir Crazy and Godsend. So I'm trying to think. Features, we got UB of Cess Crew up on that motherfucker, which I'm beyond hype about. One of my favorite rappers oh, yeah. of all time. Um, we got Sempra, who is a cat from New Zealand. I think a lot of people in our scene might not know of, but he is popping like in the SoundCloud world. This dude is from New Zealand. He spits rapid fire, and he's got a killer verse on the, al uh, on the album. His name is Sempra X. S-X-M-P-R-A. Got to spell that for people. So, but yeah, man, September 17th, um, the Pressure Music video is out right now. A few of the singles are out right now, such as Word of Mouth, which just dropped. And I have another music video locked, loaded, ready to go when the, uh, when the album actually comes out. So I'm going to hold off on telling people what video that is. But there is another video. There's another video coming, and I almost spilled the beans, but I decided not to. <laughs> But you are dropping some acapellas until the album comes out, correct? Absolutely. Uh, we dropped the first one, which you guys played at the beginning of this video. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, once a week for the next two weeks. So I guess that's two more weeks. Yeah. We're going to be dropping um, acapella videos at YouTube.com slash Gibby Stites of verses off the album. Just like little pre previews. You know what I mean? Give people some previews as to what the content is going to be like and whatnot. So we got that. And um, Shade 4-5, I just got to plug this real quick. Yes. Uh, 
Shade45, I won the demo battle last week. Thank you so much to everybody who shared, who called, who listened, who even just sent some positive energy my way. Thank you so fucking much. Like a lot of people listen to that station and the fact that we were able to win the first week. Uh, they just hit me up and said, I'm going to be on this Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. This is exclusive news. I have not dropped this bomb yet. I'm going to give it to y'all right here. Dun, dun, dun. Breaking news. This Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, September 7th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in to Shade 4-5. They're going to be premiering a brand new song called 1-2 off of Welcome to Illville. Unreleased music being premiered for the first time. Listen, call in, vote for your boy, all that good shit. You heard it here. You watched it here first. You. <laughs> The exclusive. I had to give you all some kind of exclusive. Hey, we appreciate that. Yeah. We're Make super pumped for the album. Like you said, the artwork of it is dope. I love the whole theme with it. Definitely excited for this one. Go get your pre-orders in at mnestore.com. Uh, go get your pre-orders in for Bacon Boy over at givystites.com. Uh, anyone you want to plug, shout out before we... Uh, Man, I feel I, I shout know. out I shout out people like naturally as I'm talking throughout the whole oh, You know what I mean? So, but... um. Big time, man. Shout out to uh, George Flahakis. Uh, I hope I pronounced his last name right. I've known him for so long. His last <laughs> name so. But yo, man, real talk. Shout out to George. Shout out to Mike, Dustin, um, Beav, Jamie, everyone over at Magic Ninja who, who you know, just helps, just fucking helps everything do what it does, man. Shout out to my home team, motherfucking uh, Charlie Beans, DJ Immaculate, Justin Parker, Stir Crazy, Godson. Uh, shout out to Chuck Reeves hooking up that... Uh, that that day off show you know he's he's managing that so shout out to him and man i'm gonna forget people dog so just shout out to everybody man shout out to all the zooligans shout out to all the juggalos shout out to all the gibby lovers shout out to the oh the horror squad and the discord that's it man shout out to y'all too for interviewing me and for showing me a great time i love y'all oh, man thank thank you thank for you. for coming on this sunday night and sending with us we appreciate it you can check out the recap of the show hellentertainment.com all the links to gibby if you're a streamer, you can go check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, Amazon Music, anywhere you can stream it in your car, headphones, wherever you do it. Go or check it out. Just exactly. <laughs> don't forget, we're giving away two copies of Bacon Boy over at Hell Entertainment YouTube page, youtube.com slash hellentertainment666. Go there. Two copies. Subscribe. subscribe. If you don't subscribe, you're not going to be entered to win the, com the comic book. And you're, you want to be entered to win this comic book. And you yes. also want to go over to GibbySites.com and get that variant cover as well. Yes, you absolutely do. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Illust Illuminati on the variant cover. That's the final shout out. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for listening to us go off about how dope Astronomicon was and Attack of the Ninjas. Definitely try not to miss that shit next year. I can't wait. <laughs> And head over to mnestory.com. Get those pre-orders in for Welcome to Illville. Gibby, it was a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much. You, much love, y'all. Y'all, Thank you for having me. Of course. We will see you in October when you're here in Providence. And uh, with that note, we will see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And we're back on a regular. Come on. Trying to end it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>